Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there is none other than my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reggie? <laughs> What's happening, man? What's going on? Hey, we're just uh, here in Dallas. We're, get, we're getting through the ice. Yeah, the, the ice storm of 2023. I tell you, man, this is becoming a uh, yearly occurrence where we uh, have these ice storms. But this year we're not we're not uh, uh, knock on wood. But uh, at, at this point, man, we're not uh, not without power. Correct. Uh, every, everyone seems to still have power this this time around. And uh but for, for for those that live outside of the uh, Dallas Metroplex, we don't get snow. We get sleet and we get ice. And yeah. uh, right now, it's all white. It looks pretty. Right, right. But boy, it is nothing to play with, man. Everything is slick and sliding around. And this stuff is nothing to play with. So those that like to make make fun of us here in texas man this is this is no joke this this the ice will pr- probably always went out um against your vehicle man so, so yeah, don't yeah. without a doubt and, and for those up in i mean but even if it's snow right and an inch to two inches of snow and this whole city shuts down because that only happens once a year and stays on st- normally stays on the ground for maybe 48 hours so we don't have snow plows and and anything. Right. You know, we, we we've got some trucks that put some sand and salt on the bridges, but outside of that, it's every man for himself. And <laughs> you know, for for a whole bunch of Texans that only get one opportunity per year to drive on ice and snow, um, you don't want to be out there with them because nah. they have no idea what they're doing. But, Look, man, uh, I'm 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 okay not having those opportunities. Nobody yeah, likes yeah, yeah. I don't like this stuff, man. And for those be like, oh, we like the snow. Man, go back north, okay? This, <laughs> is, the, this is the south. Yeah, that's that's not my main man Reggie's. Uh, no, hell no. Bar, right? We, for <laughs> for those that haven't heard previous podcasts, <laughs> when I talk about you know going to the frozen tundra in December for a game, come on, Reggie man. wants nothing to do with it. Come on, uh, man. The, the what is it? The game well, again? Yeah, the game with uh, Buffalo. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, it was a game that they were eliminated, and it was snowing. I was like, "Man, that'd be a that'd be a fun game to be." I don't I don't care about for either team at the time. No, no. But man, I would love to be there. And 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 hell no, Richie wants nothing to do with it. For what? So uh, so, no. so if somebody else wants to to have that fun, and you got an extra ticket, <laughs> let, let, let your man let your man uh, knucklehead can know about it, and I'm there with you, man. I will I will go to the game. Yeah, man, no, I wish I wish I would sit out there in all that mess, man. That boy, no, give give me a dome, <laughs> a dome. Give me a dome. <laughs> give, 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 give him a dome and a pillow to sit on, and uh, hey. he'll be fine, man. Hey, I, give me the dome, man. Yeah, I want to I want to yeah, be able to walk in and take take my jacket off. Yeah, get him a. Uh, Give him a little doily to sit on his armrest, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, man. That was a doily. You what is what that? Is? No, because oh, guess man, what? You, you I don't do the cold. You have to look it up. Is it something uh, for cold weather? No, it has nothing to do with cold weather. It has to do oh. with being fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> look, man. Look. You're a little Mr. Fancy Pants, you know. <laughs> hey, if that means I'm, out, I'm, I'm not in the snow, I'll take it. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, hey, as long as you're inside, I know you won't complain, right? Hell yeah. Take me out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you sit in a regular seat as big as big high society as you are. I, I figured there's nothing but a suite for you. Ooh. I thought I oh, thought Reggie was nothing but sweets the way you oh, travel. We've covered oh, about the way you travel, man. Oh, you've tried. Mr. First Class <laughs> International Traveler right there. <laughs> well, you you own it tonight, aren't you? you, just, <laughs> you I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for letting let, you know pulling back the curtain on on the world of Reggie, but uh, but, but that's not what we're here to talk about, right? That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I was prepared for, uh, for for the roasting of Reggie. Yeah, I, I, I'm know, not prepared that's for that not tonight. That's not roasting. Hey, I'm, I'm, hey, live hey, it, listen. live it, live it, brother, live it. <laughs> this segment is sponsored <laughs> sponsored by. The Washington Redskins. Redskins. <laughs> this roasting segment is sponsored yeah. by yeah, the Redskins. Yeah. Come on, man. 
But that's not what we're here to talk about, right? We, we, no, it's not. <laughs> what, what we're having this uh, quick uh, podcast on is kind of forecasting and looking into the season of 2023. Uh, unfortunately, the season of 2022 ended too soon for us. Yes. And and as we speak, uh, we are a week and a half away from the Super Bowl. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that are going to be turning in the next few weeks uh, with, with Washington and over the next few months to, to get Washington prepared uh, to, to make a playoff run, hopefully next year. Uh, this is, this is the hopeful season. Um, you know, they, they, w- with the dismissal of uh, Scott Turner. Uh, yes. So there's, there's the big, uh, you know, that that's on the horizon. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's the, you know, the outing, uh, I guess by choice. Is it, or is it not? I don't know, but the outing of uh, Dan Snyder, it will be selling the team. So there's that change. And you know, between seasons, there's always player player changes. Whether you you're signing your own players, letting them go, you're cutting them for uh, salary cap reasons, uh, you're pulling in free agents, and then you always have the the draft to bring in the the young young buck, uh, hopeful <laughs> up and coming. Uh, that's going to be difference changes for your team. So uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's where we sit uh, for for this podcast. Yeah, that's what it's about. But before we get into that, Ken, I got I got to tell you two things. Yeah, I don't know why we need two weeks between the AFC and NFC Championship games and the Super Bowl. We don't need two weeks. Uh, nah, I don't need two I weeks. But go ahead. I don't, need, I don't need two weeks for all ESPN and everybody sit around talking about this crap for two weeks. Don't need okay. it. Not not interested. Okay. Just play the damn game. The other thing is the NFL. I don't know why, but the NFL it's the last game of the season. And the fact that we do get two weeks, right? Make the damn game on Saturday. Make the game on Saturday. It's Sunday. Not only is it on Sunday, but it's Sunday night. It's not Sunday day, but it's a Sunday night. And for the East Coast people, it's at night. But if you want right. to make it at night, make it on Saturday because it's not like they don't have Saturday games during the playoffs, right? right? So make the last game of the season. It's you get two weeks anyway. Plenty of time. If you're not healed up by Saturday before the Super Bowl, you probably going to play anyway. So right. make the game on Saturday. Everyone is having because the Super Bowl is an event at this point. Everybody has Super Bowl parties. We get together. Just make the damn game on Saturday, man. It's the last game of the season. If you want to have it at night, then who cares? Yeah, start at nine o'clock at this point. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. You got all day Sunday to to recover from the Super Bowl party, man. Just make it Saturday. Yeah, so that's, I, that's, that's that's my two cents. I, I, that's, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been yeah. saying no, it for years. I, Nobody wants to listen. I, some of some of what you have there, I, I like, and some of it, I I would tend to disagree with. Uh, just for again, this is not this is just my personal opinion. Just like you had yours there. Um, to me, every game except an occasional, uh, for, from Washington's perspective, I want every game on Sunday. If you want to once a year, once every other year, give me a Monday night game. That's fine. I don't want a Sunday night game. I don't want a Saturday game. Give give me the 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 one o'clock p.m. Eastern time game for all seventeen games, and, and I'm and I'm happy. Uh, I want the Super Bowl. I I do like the two weeks. I know it's it's kind of hard to have that big gap, but even in this example, I mean, I want the best potential for both teams to be as healthy as possible. Uh, you know, this year you got Kansas City. Um, going against Philly, and you know, Kansas City QB Mahomes, the the extra week will help him, right? Yeah, for sure. And and, and I and even if I'm Philly, if or if like this year, I don't care which team wins. Eh, that's a lie. I never want Philly to win. Um, but I want both teams to be at full, uh, full speed, and have all their best players there, and then the best team wins. So. But I also want it on Sunday. Uh, again, I'm a Sunday guy. Come but on, I will man. say, Come on, I will, man. I will say, I don't want it, it. It is too late. If they want to make it a little bit later, and instead of starting at one uh, Eastern time, they start at three Eastern. I can deal with that. So, so you didn't watch the football on Sunday, on Saturday. You didn't watch any of the playoff games on Saturday. I don't like it because because I got my routine right. Man, I'm, I'm I, I got on, a routine. I'm, I'm watching it. 
but but, look, look, look. but again, the Super Bowl is an event. It's 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 not just a game. I understand regular season. I understand even the playoffs. But when you get to the Super Bowl, at this point, it's it's a it's the event. And there's a reason why they have all the special people doing the uh, God Bless America, who's doing the national anthem, and the halftime show because it's an event. Right. So damn thing on Saturday, man. Make it Saturday night and let's and let's roll. Anyway. Uh, that's my two cents. Yeah, I, I give this. I, I, I give I this speech every, every year. I give yeah. this every year when the Super Bowl come around. Well, and uh, I, I do know people, and and maybe some of our listeners are are one of those people. But I know people that every single year they uh, they already. I can tell you next year and this year they got the Monday after the Super Bowl off. They plan on it because they plan on on, on having a party and partying it up, and and that's what they do. Yeah, um, we're not doing that. They need no, no vacation. No. I, now, now, if Washington was in the Super Bowl, I might need to take off Monday. Oh, it's uh, long. It's like the only time we'll take it off. It's the only time we'll take it off. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you know, when it, when it comes to Washington, I make exceptions for everything. If if Washington was playing at at two a.m., I'm setting my, my I'm setting my alarm for one forty-five, and and I'll be there. Damn uh, right. I, I, I'll set it at uh, one thirty, and I'll I'll be at the sports bar if they're open. I, I, you Damn know. right. But uh, but anyway, like I said, anyway, so moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, but we do have a lot of uh, uh, changes, and you know, when your team doesn't make the playoff, you expect more changes, right? You, you're going to have uh, you know more players and more coaches and more uh, everything. Um, but you know, starting out this year, there hasn't been any uh, you know a lot of talk on the ownership, so we're all waiting on that. I, you know, I don't know that there's a a whole lot to talk about at the moment other than I can't wait for it to be done. And I have no idea who the, who the person is going to be. Um, but well, there was the internet was stirred up. I cannot be gone long enough. Stirred up about a week ago when, when some report came out that Snyder was, uh, only interested in selling the majority (laughs) as opposed to the, to the, uh, entire portion of, of his stake. Um, but listen, man, I'm at the point now, I, I'm not going to give the whole sell the team a whole lot of attention and legs. I mean, this is going to happen, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? The players right. the players are going to play. Ron is still going to do his thing. And whether Dan sells the team or he continues to have a stake in the team, that's going to happen regardless of how we feel. So at, at this point, I'm not going to have a whole lot of reaction to it until the news come out and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So, right. Right. so everybody knows that Dan needs to go. People want him to go, but at the, at the end of the day, Dan has the final say. So whatever he's going to do, he's going to do. So we'll deal with it. And I think we'll have an opinion and a comment on it whenever that happens. So, and, and really, I mean, most of the names, other than one or two, we have no idea. The average person has no idea who they are. And, and and even if I use the big name of Jeff Bezos, none of us have any idea if Jeff Bezos is going to be a good owner or not, right? We know, we know he's rich, but the way the NFL is set up, he can't just go spending his billions on, on a, uh, on, on the team. You have, you have a salary cap now. Yeah. He can get a, a better facility and, and, a lot of those types of things uh, that hopefully would, would lure some players, uh, you know, potentially lure some players in. Right. But, um, but outside of that, he, he may be, you know, he may make so many knucklehead decisions that, you know, would we'll, we'll be wishing uh, Snyder was back. I doubt that we would ever get to that point, but I'm just making a point that we don't know right. uh, the quality. What kind of, what kind of owner he, he would be. So, right. Right. But anyway, uh, but uh, but but along with that, you know, right after the ownership, uh, it comes down to the you know we want to touch base on the coaching uh, with um, Scott Turner being gone. The the search is still underway for um, for the offensive coordinator, and you know I've I've had a handful of people ask me you know, what are they going to do, what are they going to do, why haven't they um, why haven't they they hired anybody? And my my ultimate answer the last week and a half is. Uh, you know, there's a chance that Ron's primary choice right now is still playing football as of this past weekend, right? There's four teams left. Now there's two, but he may have been, you know, not ready to make a decision until he talked to 
a, a couple of the offensive coordinators, quarterback coaches, running back coaches, whatever that are on the current teams playing. And as you know, the, the, the time that it takes to get ready and the focus that it takes to get ready for playoff games, uh, you're not going to have a long conversation with anybody at this point. Uh, if it's somebody in, in one of those positions. So, yeah. Yeah. And for me, look, man, um, right now this OC search is, has the same level of interest for me as the sell the team, if I'm being honest. Um, many of these guys that they're looking at, because everyone knows the situation that we're in. I don't think any quality offensive coordinator, especially a guy that has lots of options, is not going to be interested because our job is not attractive. It's not about the players, not about the team. It's about this, the state of the team. And the right. state of the team is Ron is essentially a lame duck coach until that situation with the ownership gets settled. And either the new owner is going to come in and he's just going to clean house immediately and just rip the Band-Aid off, or at a minimum, he's going to give Ron one year. And after that one year, no one knows. So any guy that has any top-notch coordinator that has options, Washington may look attractive from a talent standpoint, but from a situation standpoint, it's not so attractive. So the guys that they're bringing in here are either retreads or it's guys that have never been coordinators. And that's essentially what happened with Scott Turner. Right. If folks remember, Scott Turner was 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 not a coordinator in Carolina. He they fired uh, Brady. I think it's Joe Brady or whatever the kid named the guy named that came from LSU. They fired him, and then they elevated uh, uh, Scott Turner to be the play caller for like the last few games of the season. And then Ron goes to Washington, and then Ron says, "Hey, I'll make you a full time coordinator." Right. So a lot of these guys are looking at they're they're coming under some good coaches, head coaches, and these head coaches did their own play calling, a la Sean McVay, Andy Reid, and some of these guys. So they have an idea of how to call plays, but many of these guys have never called plays. Right. So I say all of that to say I don't know a whole lot about these guys, except that they're guys looking for an opportunity, and they may turn out to be the next great thing. But because I don't know a whole lot about them, I don't know necessarily what they're going to do with the talent we have because there's no track record. There's no history of what these guys um, can can do. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to have to trust that Ron's going to hire the right guy that's going to come in and maximize the talent. Um, you know, Thomas Brown. I got the list here. Thomas Brown is the assistant head coach and a tight ends coach for the Rams. Uh, Studsville's. He's the Miami associate head coach and the running back coach. Again, I haven't, I haven't called a play caller yet. Um, Charles London out of Atlanta. He's the quarterback coach. Followed right. by Ken Zampini. And guess what? He's our quarterback coach. And then you got Pat Sherman. Zampini has been an offensive coordinator before, hasn't he? I believe. I, okay. I even say, but I think he has been. But well, go ahead. The fact, well, the fact that he's our quarterback coach is bad. I mean, no, I, 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 yeah, no, I understand. Right? If you've been a coordinator, you at least want to be another coordinator, right? right, right he's right. our quarterback's coach. Pat Shermer, enough said, right? He's right. been a coordinator before. He's been a head coach before. Right. The guy's currently unemployed. And then that brings us to Anthony Lynn, whom supposedly they want to interview. They have not yet, to my knowledge, but they want to interview Anthony Lynn. He's assistant head coach, has been a head coach, and he's a running back coach. And last but not least, Eric Bieniemy, who play, who's the OC, and for those that are listening, just audio only, I'm doing air quotes. He's the OC in Kansas City, and it's unfortunate that Eric Bieniemy, when they when they do bad, it's his play calling. When they do good, it's because well, Andy Reid is calling the plays, so no one fully Andy, knows. Andy's got Mahomes, yeah, Andy's got Mahomes, so that he, of course he should look good. But right. no one fully knows exactly what his role is um, right. in Kansas City. But supposedly that's been one of the reasons why he hasn't gotten a, a true look to be a uh, head coach or an OC because they want to give Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes the reason for all of his success. Right. And listen, every head coach, every coordinator needs good players. Okay? every Everyone needs a good player. So, again, I just ran through that list there. And a lot of these guys – 
you know, first timers, man. And and I'm not saying that they shouldn't get an opportunity, but I can't get excited about them because I don't know what the hell they're going to do for us. Right. right. For uh, to, us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to your point, that was kind of the criticism year one that you and I had like halfway through uh, when Scott Turner was here was we could clearly see that it was a, you know, on the job training, you know, he yeah. was learning as offensive coordinator. And, and at some point everybody has to learn on the job, right? You, you, the first time you get your, your, uh, get hired on that position, you've got to take over that role, but you could just see mistakes. And yeah. a lot of the mistakes, uh, that he was making and, and game playing game planning and managing from a coordinator's perspective didn't really get better in the three years. Um, and so, it, you know, it was, it was time for him to go. Um, Scott Turner clearly looked like if you, if you watched football, especially our team, you could clearly see Scott Turner was learning on the job. He, yes. he, he would get out coached many, many games. You could tell he was getting out coached. Yes. Yeah, and even in year three, that, that and that's what I was, and that's what I started to say, especially the back half of the year, um, was you know he never was out coaching anybody. He never he would have a play here to to a play here or there that would 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 work and 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 I'm not going to say it like looks like a trick play, but you're like oh man, you know that's a good play. Well, you watch the the teams that are uh, in in the playoffs. And they would have entire games like that where they were just in, in rolling and the, and the defense was on their heels trying to figure out what is going on. What's what's the next play? And Washington was never, never like that. Right. Um, but 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 anyway, we, we do have the offense quarter. And then, uh, you know, talking about Ron Rivera, you mentioned about him being lame duck. I mean, if, if he wins this coming year. He's not a lame duck. He's, he's a lame duck because he hasn't had success. He's been a, a 500 coach. Um, and that's not going to cut it in the NFL for very long. Um, no, and, you know, I think he's put a team around, uh, but you know, there, there, there's some glaring holes on the team and obviously we didn't have a good offensive coordinator, didn't have a good, uh, a quarterback that can overcome, uh, you know, the, the, some, some of the play and some of the challenges, um, and you know, our offensive line was, was beat up, banged up. And Ron made some gambling choices on the offensive line this year that just didn't, just didn't work out. Uh, but, but, uh, so, you know, with that being said, you know, Ron's going to have a lot of be taking a, a hard look at, at the players on this team this year. Um, the salary cap, I mean, everybody's kind of assuming that, uh, Carson Wentz is going to be gone. And if they cut him, that'll be that'll leave us about thirty-two million dollars on the salary cap going into next year. Um, that's not high. That's not low. That's kind of right there where you are. So it's not it's not a ton, depending on what moves you're going to make, right? Um, and you know, he's talking about going with Sam Howell. If you're going with Sam Howell and you're only paying Sam Howell money at quarterback. Then you got some money to spend and, and play with, even if they bring back Heineke at you know three to five million, let's just say. Uh yeah, that still gives you some money to go to come back. Um wait, wait, wait. You think you think Taylor's gonna get paid three million dollars next year? What was he making this this past year? Wasn't he making know, maybe three mil million? Nah, maybe a million. Uh, I thought he was I thought he I, I could be wrong. I thought he was making Two and a half to three million dollars. Um, Taylor's could, getting ready to get about ten mil. What are you talking about? What's that? He's about to get about ten million a year, man. Uh, I, 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 I got lunch. It <laughs> says he. This says he won't. But uh, you know, <laughs> he, he's gonna be. Let me just say this: he's gonna be. He's gonna be plus five million dollars a year, easily. I don't know about it. easily. Easily. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. We'll wait easily. and see on this one, Reggie. Uh, I, I don't. You you think that he's going to be invited or signed to a team to be a at least compete for a starting quarterback job? I don't necessarily see that. I see him being signed, maybe by a very good team, to be a very good backup. Um, and 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 I think even from Washington's perspective, you know, I mean, 
we don't know how Sam Howell's going to do, right? They may think he's going to do well, but you better have a you better have a, a decent backup behind Sam Howell. Um, are you going to have another rookie that you're going to you know pull in the fourth round? Are you going to sign you know a a, a, a true journeyman, thirty-four-year-old uh, backup quarterback? Um, you know, you going to bring Colt McCoy back at, at back <laughs> at quarterback? I mean, you know, the options aren't aren't numerous out there. Um, so it, there's going to be a big question on that. And, and I'm not convinced that we're going to go into the season with Sam Howell as I'm sorry, go into training camp with Sam Howell as being our penciled in, not, not in ink, but penciled in as our starting, uh, number one quarterback, but yeah, time will tell. Let me, let me tell you so. Go ahead. Tell me, man. Taylor Heineke will not be back in Washington. I, I can, I can, I'm not arguing he, with you on that. He's, he's not coming back. He's gone. Okay. I know that's your guy. So go ahead and say goodbye. Just go ahead and say goodbye to him. Right. I can't do it. I can't do it, Reggie. I okay. can't do it. He's not coming back. Sorry. And then Sam Howell, bar injury. This is Sam Howell's team. They're going to bring in some low, low end, low price vet. In the event that something who you know, something happened to Sam Howell and they want to be able to steady the ship, a la what Taylor Heineke has done the past two years. But this is Sam Howell's team. They're gonna they're gonna roll the dice with Sam Howell and they're gonna bring in a, a low price vet, and that vet will not be Taylor Heineke. I'm just telling you, your boy your boy said it right here, man. Oh, and, and I'm, not saying, well, you, you, <laughs> I'm not sitting here saying that that Heineke will be back, right? A lot, I, of, I, a lot I, of people I, think he's coming back. That. A lot of people I, think he's coming back. It's just as simple. Resign, Sam, it, it, resign it, it, Taylor Heineke. Well, I think what it comes down to is two things. I think um, you know, there, there's one of the changes that we already talked about. I, I think if it was up to Ron Rivera himself, he would strongly consider bringing Heineke back. Of having the conversation. I don't know what the dollar amounts are going to be, but he would he would be open to the conversation. But what people don't think about is you're going to have a new offensive coordinator. Right, and so the new offensive coordinator and the way they play, the way they structure, Heineke may not be the quarterback that that, that suits him. I mean, we talked about last year how uh, you know the differences between Wentz and Heineke. They both had glaring problems, right. but because of the, the 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 strengths and weaknesses of the Washington team, Heineke fit better, um, and you don't know where we're going to be set up and how the offense is going to be run next year. You know, it could be a, a totally new offense that comes in. I, I, you know, we're not going to be flinging it around from, from uh, sideline to sideline from end zone to end zone, but Does we it? may have a more wide open offense, you know, and it doesn't take much to get more wide open than what we were, <laughs> but uh, we could be more wide open <laughs> and that suits a different quarterback style that the new offensive coordinator already has in mind of, of somebody that's going to be available along with how, and, and um, let me, let me go on the record here. Put, put this down. I am not uh, interested. I'm, 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 I, let me just go for the record is, is this list is getting long today, but go ahead. That's right. That's right. Go ahead. <laughs> call, call me Reggie Thomas, man. That's, that's what I'm doing. Reggie right here. <laughs> Listen, I am not interested in trading away our players and, and draft capital for guys like Tom Brady and, and I understand he's a free agent, so don't come at me, but Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm not interested in doing that, right? You're going to end up trading away the future in the farm to get said quarterback. I'm not interested in doing that. Lamar Jackson, listen, if he wants to work his way out of, out of Baltimore and be able to keep his house and just, just have a longer commute to work and come up to, to Landover. I'm cool with it, but I'm not interested in trading away all of our picks and draft capital to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson Aaron right. Rodgers. Listen, I, I'm tired of, I, I don't, I don't even want Aaron Rodgers linked to us at all, but it's because I'm not interested. So either draft a guy or roll with the guy you got, until next year, because if we suck, then we're in a spot to get apparently next year's QB class is where it, where it's supposed to be at. So roll with Sam Howe, and if he's not the guy, we'll we'll get a top ten 
or less pick next year and you roll with it. I am uh, not absolutely not interested in trading away the, the future for for one of these guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um that's how I feel. You 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 put a lot on me on that list for me to write down. So it's hard for me to uh, address each of them because I was I was taking notes and scribbling so fast there. Um <laughs> overall i agree other than the fact of i don't know what it's going to cost for some of those players i know that i i'm not i'm not saying that the i would anticipate oh you're going to get a you know a second and a third round pick i don't think that um but i i would i would always have a conversation about it i know we're going to you would get held up uh you know at gunpoint for any of those players and so my initial reaction is is no and on top of on top of the draft picks, uh, one of the things you didn't cover is you know, we're only talking. I know for um, for Lamar Jackson and Rogers, they're both asking you know forty plus, you know more more like fifty, right? And we we only have thirty two to play with. So where where are you going to get this money? I know you can restructure and you can do some stuff, but as soon as you get one of those guys. You're you're not getting anything else. If anything, you're getting you got the, either, you got the cut same, players. You, you, I'm gonna say you're getting the same or weaker at other positions to have a player that is that is making forty plus million dollars. So that's that, why I'm not interested. Right, but I'm letting I'm I'm bringing that up not for you, but for the fans that when they when they think about these players, there are you know there are consequences when you talk about big name quarterbacks. Um, now, what would I like to have a a quarterback that uh, is worth 40 plus million dollars on my team. Absolutely. But you know, I don't want a Dak Prescott making 40 plus million dollars on my team uh, because, because now he's, he's a handicap, both, both uh, skill, you know, skill wise, he, you can argue whether he's, he should be uh, there or not, but, but uh, salary cap wise, man, he's, he's a, a player like that will kill you. Yes. Um, and ah, oh, there's another point, but I I must have must have lost him in, uh, in in my mind talking about quarterback. Oh, I know what he said. You know, you said you know next year, uh, there, there's there's quarterbacks. You know, we're always either last year or next year, right? Washington never falls right, and Washington is not going to have a better pick next year. Washington will finish. I you know. I haven't looked at our schedule. I don't know what players were moving. Washington will finish about 500. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe a, a game or two below, maybe a game over. But I haven't even looked at anything. There's there's a lot of things, but we are a 500 team until we until we get a dynamic quarterback or a dynamic offensive coordinator. And and you and I don't see either one of those happening. I'm I'm we don't know we don't know you're right you're we right we don't know hey Ron could, um, Ron could make the right hire offensive coordinator and listen I saw some stuff that showed that prior to last year when Sam Howe was caught everyone's attention and he was a projected first round pick and I saw all the write-ups on this kid and either those scouts are way wrong or we have a steal from the draft because we got this guy in the fifth round. One of those two things is going to get proven because this kid went from a top number one overall pick projection. No, he was never number one overall. He was yes, going to be was. a first round pick. Nope, 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 nope. He was projected to be he one of the top picks. First quarterback, even, top, even I think number one overall is what I saw. I'm not saying that he would have been. But this is right. some of the write-ups about this kid. That he had, that he had potential to end up being one of the top quarterbacks. Yes, that's fine. I'm just, but, but I'm just telling you, guy goes from from a top ten pick to he stays one year and he falls to the fifth round. So either those scouts didn't know what the hell they were talking about, or this kid we got a steal in the draft. Well, you you wait you wait for the quarterback. I mean, you could say the same thing about quarterbacks that will be coming out next year. There's probably, uh, you know, three or four that right now are for the for the class of 2024 that people are saying, "Hey, man, these, these are probably the top two or three quarterbacks." Well, at the end of the, at the end of next season, uh, at least one or two of them won't be there, and a couple Listen, other quarterbacks will, will will move up. Look, man, um, if if nothing else, 
If nothing else, recent history has shown us no one knows. Because if because let me tell you, coaching is plays a role. Coaching plays a huge role. Sure. But Brock Purdy is not the last pick in the draft if people really know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, the, the recent history. We 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 can we can stop but using you can, the talk. That, you can say that for Shanahan and the 49ers also because if they knew that he was going to be as good as what he was, he wouldn't exactly. be in the last Ex- pick. Exactly. So my point being here is we can stop using the Tom Brady six round draft pick as an example because recent history has shown us if people really knew, then Brock Purdy doesn't last to the last pick of the draft, and that includes the San Francisco 49ers. So right. so saying my point being in that can is I'm agreeing with you. What they're yeah. saying at the top quarterback class is going to be next year. Hell, they don't know. The fact that um, Sam Howell was supposed to be the first round pick, and then, then he lasts to the fifth round a year later, goes to show you they don't know. But coaching well, does I mean, matter. But, coaching but you, does matter. Yeah. Coaching matters, and, and the players, you know, especially in college, unless you're at one of the powerhouse, you know, you, you can name off, you know, five to seven powerhouse schools that kind of reload every single year so if you're a quarterback that's coming back at a i'll just say in the alabama ohio state um you know if you're coming back for your senior year or the next year you know you're going to have plenty of talent around you at smaller schools um or mid-level schools the the talent can change dramatically from one year to the other and and, uh hurt you as as a quarterback if you don't have good receivers or your your offensive line or whatever um has, it can have a bigger swing is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, all these different, different players and, and we don't know what we're going to do. Uh, Washington has the opportunity to look at their, at their own players first, right? They're, they're looking at to evaluate some, some names that they have under contract. I'm sorry, that are due f- for a new contract. And for Washington, there, there's no bigger name than, than Deron Payne. Um, you know, right out of Alabama, you know, speaking of Alabama, you know, the number one pick for, for Washington or, or the first round pick for Washington, uh, several years ago and Washington chose not to try to resign him this past year. Uh, everybody assumed that Washington was just going to have to let him walk, but man, he, he played, he played so well this year that it, it, it's making everybody change their mind. Uh, the, the the way he played and the way that the defensive line with Allen uh, looked like n- not only a talent wise but a chemistry that they had and sometimes chemistry isn't easy to to replicate but you know Washington has a big decision on on whether they're going to uh, watch him walk away or, or or try to resign him or trade him but but that is probably one of the that is certainly one of the uh, things that has to happen in order to improve next year. Um, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen's play this past season is exactly what I got to imagine most fans envision when we when we took those guys uh, in consecutive years in the draft. Right. Um, two teammates at a uh, uh, red blood program like Alabama. Yeah, blue blood, yeah. Blue blood program like uh, Alabama, and they obviously played well in college, had a dominant defense, and then they come into the NFL and and they did what we had envisioned them to do. Right. Um, but it begs the question: the the organization has a tough, tough decision to make when it comes to Deron Payne, because Deron Payne is probably seeking a contract that is going to pay him nineteen to twenty million dollars average per year right and does washington do that does washington do that when you've just paid john allen you know chase young is going to be coming up um i think next year they also um cam curl is eligible for an extension they don't have to give it to him but he's certainly eligible for an extension this season and cole holcomb is a free agent but more importantly do you give deron Payne the money you didn't didn't mention uh montez sweat Is, is montez sweat is next Montez, he'll he'll probably get the fifth year option picked up kind of deal, right? Right, uh, but but you, but you still have these contracts that you need yeah, to project absolutely. on all these players. Yes, a- absolutely. And, and to your so, point, you can't keep everybody. You can't keep everybody. And so, do they sign Deron Payne 
and then you obviously have to make financial decisions elsewhere, or do you trade Deron Payne and roll the dice with uh, Fedarian Mathis, who's coming off of a meniscus tear, and couple him with uh, John Richway? Which, oh, by the way, Ken, so many guys didn't play um, in that last game of the year against Dallas. Right. That Did you realize that Richway tore his pec muscle in that game? No, I didn't. I don't. I, I didn't. Don't, I uh, didn't know that oh. either. I I was doing some research for this podcast, and realized that he he's on IR because he tore his pec muscle. And let me tell you, pec muscle for a defensive tackle. Yeah. And first of all, he's got to come back and recover from that and rehab right. from that. And then and then that's a man. But yeah, he tore his pec muscle. Um, but nonetheless, do you roll with Fedarian matches and John Richway to replace trying to replace the production? Uh, of a traded Deron Payne, knowing that you do have a decision with Sweat, Cam Curl, and um, Chase Young here in the next future, next next year or two. Right. Uh, get out. I don't want to. Well, I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, I mean, you get, the the thing with Ridgeway and Mathis is, uh, you know, they're both they're both young. Not not that uh, Payne is is old, but we just got Mathis in the second round this past year. Uh, everything that we had heard through training camp is he was having a really good camp. He was going to be in the uh, regular in the rotation. And then we picked up uh, Ridgeway from the Cowboys practice squad and pulled him in, not expecting him to be the player that he is, but uh, he came in and, uh, you know, started body slamming people and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and playing, playing tough in his role. And to your point, uh, you know, next year Ridgeway, is set to make a whopping $870,000, not even a million dollars. So I'm not saying the pain isn't, isn't better. You're not going to get an argument from me on that, but is he 18, $19 million better than Ridgeway and Mathis when again, together, I, I need to go look and see what Mathis is making, but together they're probably in the seven to $8 million. I'm probably not even that. I'll just say seven million dollars combined, um, and then you you you've got that extra twenty million dollars to go spend somewhere else. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Yep. Um, yep. So it, it's going to be a tough decision. Um, I think they want uh, pain back. If they could make it work, they they would. But when they sit down and truly look at it and evaluate where they want to be, not just this year, but two years, three years, four years from now, I don't think Payne is going to be back. And well, and then here's the thing too, right? The Again, the situation with Ron and the ownership plays a role because if Ron has any inkling, which I know, I believe he will, then Ron's not plan, planning for the future. Ron is planning for next year. Next year means you resign Deron Payne. Or you franchise the Ron Payne, right? That, that's different. You franchise. Yeah. Right, if right. if Ron knows that, hey, I'm going to be here over the next two years, three years, four years, he may he may make a different decision. Meaning he and uh, the GMs. But if those guys know, man, we're in a win now situation, and we know we're going to be judged with new ownership, then it it could alter their decision. Which means we're win now, and win now means you roll the dice and you pay. Or you franchise Deron Payne, even if that pisses him off, because we know we need to get the production out of him one more year. Yeah. And I again don't know don't know the situation entirely, uh, you know, with us being on the outside. But you can't tell me it doesn't play a role, man. Well, had a lot had a lot to do yeah. with the whole Dwayne Haskins thing with with Jay Gruden. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I I don't disagree, but I think if I'm even if I'm playing doing the doing the you know, win now situation. I think I can win now faster with Mathis and Ridgeway and get and beefing up the offensive line. Um, if, if I go and spend, you know, that, that $20 million on an offensive line, I can get two or three, uh, at least two solid guys in an offensive line and give, uh, Sam Howell, a better chance of winning. Um, if, if I'm dropping all my money on on pain, that leaves me 
with today's numbers, and I know there's other players that they can cut and move and, and things like that and, and renegotiate contracts, but that leaves you $12 million to fill a lot of holes. Uh, and, and some of those holes we can, we can kind of continue to talk about, but I, I don't think anybody would hesitate saying we need at least, at least two minimum, if not three different offensive linemen starting next year. Um, well, and you might get there's probably somebody screaming at, at this moment going three how about five you know maybe six you know uh well of the five guys that that was on the offensive line to me the only guys that are worthy to return would be charles leno and sam cosme right they're they're solid players i mean could you upgrade from those two you could but but if i'm going to bring back any guys from the offensive line it's going to be uh, your second round pick, Sam Cosme. Right. And it's going to be Charles Leno, right? Your, your free agent that you brought in two years ago and you gave a contract extension to. Um, you know, Charles wasn't bad. I mean, again, we talked about it on many podcasts before is that his play, it, it made us not questioning the need, or, you know, having, having lost Trent Williams. He's not Trent Williams. We all know that. But it wasn't like the quarterbacks were just getting blown up. So, so Charles was fine as a left tackle. And, and, and so all the rest of those guys, uh, let me see, Norwell, Schweitzer, Turner, Lucas, Martin, Larson, Rulier. Listen, man, all those guys, they're either injured or just haven't lived up to it. It's well, time yeah. for them to go. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is, it, you know, some of those guys definitely didn't play well, and some of those guys can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. And and and, and as soon as you're not healthy, that means now we're playing with second round or, or uh, backups. You know, second backup, third backup, fourth backup, and we all know that each time you do that, the talent level drops. You Absolutely. know, a, a notch or three. Um, and, and, and listen, the guys I just named, Norwell. Not interested. Schweitzer, old. Turner, old. Cornelius Lucas, we're not sure what, what we're going to get from him. Right. West Martin, injured. Lawson, injured. Roulier, injured. Then that leaves Chris Paul, the rookie from last year. I think it was a seventh-round pick. And then Sadiq Charles. Sadiq Charles has been on the team what seems like three, four years, but the guy never seems to take the next step. Right. But, but he was supposed to have been a stud coming out of LSU. Right. But but we need to see it, Sadiq. We need to see it. And, and Chris Paul came in to play a little bit. He seemed to be okay, but again, he's a rookie. And and uh, Cornelius Lucas played. He played when Sam Cosme got hurt. Played on the right right tackle. He was serviceable, but again, they're going to have to do some major upgrades on the offensive line because here's the thing, Ken: if they don't upgrade that offensive line, it doesn't matter the quarterback. It doesn't matter the offensive coordinator. Right? right, and to me, the the upgrade of the offensive line is the number one thing that needs to be addressed for me, for this team to have any success next year, because it starts for me in the offensive line. It's not going to matter the OC. It's not going to matter the quarterback. It's not going to matter the running game. Not nothing is going to matter unless they improve and get that offensive line back to at a minimum what it was two years ago. Well, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree. I think there's, you know, to me, it's a kind of a three headed monster. It is offensive line, offensive coordinator and, and the quarterback. We know right now, uh, anticipate right now that two, two of the three will be changed from this past season, right? As of right now, it's Sam Howell and whatever offensive coordinator uh, is to be named. Um, I, I do anticipate that they're going to make some, some some moves on, like I said, at least two or three of the offensive uh, line positions. And so, for, so, so from that perspective, you know, things could work out. Um, I think our offensive line, can be better we'll, we'll wait to see and, and evaluate uh we'll see you know a, a young sam howell he's, he's given the opportunity so uh hey i'm wishing this kid nothing but the best 
uh, you know, get, get your little relaxation time right now, but get ready to grind, uh, get ready to, you know, connect your, connect your, uh, self, uh, any way possible with your phone, with your text, with your video conferencing in person, face to face with his offensive coordinator and learn, learn what he's trying to do, understand what he's trying to do and be ready to be an NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I would love for Sam Howell to be our, you know, fill in the blank, Purdy or, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, even uh, uh, knucklehead from the Cowboys. Um, Dak. Tony Romo, well, Tony Romo was undrafted, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to get a get get somebody in, you know, get somebody in the fifth round that turns out to be our quarterback for the next five, seven, 12 years. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson comes to mind for me. Okay, he was fourth round, third, third fourth round. round, third, third round. round. Yeah. Short, short statue quarterback came in as a third round pick and ends up taking the job. Right, I would love for for Sam Howell to have been touted as a first round talent. Next year, he falls to the fifth round, sits down a year in Washington. Essentially, what he did, except for the one game gets an opportunity man and then all of a sudden be, be, be our russell wilson right yeah yeah and, well, and dak to your point and dak was a fourth yeah. round pick yeah so. i mean uh you know sam Howell basically had a red shirt a red shirt year yeah right he, yeah. He, sat, he sat behind not one but two quarterbacks had a chance to learn uh grind on on what the nfl what it takes to be successful in the nfl um one and thing, uh yeah no one thing i want to i want to acknowledge too man is is Although we had a lot of uh, uh, back and forth in our in our uh, at the quarterback position, the for all reports that we've heard, the quarterback room really meshed and gelled together. Right, like there wasn't like Taylor Heineke was there to support Carson Wentz, and when Carson went, you know, was was benched, he supported Taylor Heineke, and uh, Sam Howell got to see that. Right. Right. Supposedly it was Taylor Heineke who when when Ron wanted to go back for Taylor at the last game, he said, no, you know, the kids put in all the work. He deserves a shot. Now, whether that was a business move because he didn't want to get hurt <laughs> going into as a free agent or he really, truly wanted Sam to get an opportunity. But the report started that all the players wanted Sam to get an opportunity because he had worked his butt off throughout the season. Right. And to me, that shows a lot of unity and camaraderie in the room that Sam got to see that. And he wasn't it wasn't like the quarterback wasn't trying to help him. Right. He, it wasn't the, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, when, when Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh toward the end and they drafted, um, yeah, kind of, you start having animosity and, uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma state or when, right. when Aaron Rodgers and they drafted, uh, uh, Jordan love, right. The quarterbacks, right. these guys, or did, you know, or, or Favre and, and uh, Rogers, and Rogers <laughs> right? Yeah, these these guys in Washington all still remain friends, and they helped Sam out as best they could. Sam got to be able to sit back and listen and watch. So that although he didn't play, it seemed to have helped his development, even though he was sitting down, and in most game days he was even inactive. Yeah, um, and and then so so so, so, so I want to want to commend those guys for that because I think that truly helped Sam in his preparation, not only for that game against Dallas, but for his career going forward. Right. And I, and I think you know, to your point, just to piggyback on it for a brief second is, you know, for, for all the criticism that we, that we gave Washington this year, uh, that kind of character seems to be throughout, throughout the, the locker team. room. Yes. Um, I would agree. And, and so, you know, again, we, we criticize Ron and, and Ron definitely has some, uh, some I'm not gonna say issues, but points or, or things that he could definitely be better on. Uh, but but keeping a team together, character building, uh, you know, talking the talk, walking the walk that 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 carries over to these players. Uh, I, I do have to give him credit for that. And and even if Ron is gone, you know, next year, um, I, I think you know, the the character that he's built on these players moving forward, if they stay in Washington, uh, will will definitely carry on. And and you know, hopefully, you know, the, the issues that we had five years ago, seven years ago, twelve years ago, I don't want to jinx ourselves here, but we haven't seen it very much in the last 
under under Ron's regime. We, 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 we've seen it in the back office, right? We, we've seen all the, the mess-ups that uh, Jason Wright and Snyder and, and others ha- have made. But um, fr- from a team camaraderie and not repeatedly doing stupid stuff that hurts you off the field from a player perspective, we haven't seen that. So, you know, I, I like the character of our guys. We, we need our play on the field to match the character. And, and you know, we'll, we'll have uh, – we'll, we'll be – maybe we'll be playing this time next year, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a strong locker room, man, uh, with the leadership and the captains that we have. I think that was, you know, long other Josh, Josh Normans and gone or the DJ swearing to the guys that was counted about themselves. Right. Uh, guys like Terry, John Allen, Tressway, you can tell the – we have a strong locker room right. and uh, and that's kind of the thing that Ron always talks about. And he's talked about it before is that the, the locker room kind of policing itself a little bit. And I think we have that in Washington and, and it was evident by when I think we all saw as fans, when um, the team made the announcement of the guys making a pro bowl. I mean, these guys were genuinely happy uh, for their teammates making the pro bowl. Yes. Um, yes. So, so to that point, man, I think that was a, a huge plus in the QB room for Sam Howell's development. And I think that can't go unnoticed and un- unstated here. And I think it's going to set the foundation for, for him and his career going forward, whether it's in Washington or anywhere else. Right. Right. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about, uh, you know, the ownership, the coaching, uh, some player decisions they have coming up. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to be in the middle of the draft, uh, middle of the first round or middle of each round at number 16. Um, barring a trade. Correct. Correct. Barring trade. Um, and so, I, and, and we'll talk about the draft as we get closer. We'll talk about the free agency as we get closer to the, uh, you know, first day of, uh, of free agency here in the next what month and a half. Um, but it, it just, off the top of your head, we already covered obviously quarterback and offensive line. If there was a couple other positions that that you think that we need to address, uh, what do you off the top of your head? Do you have two or three positions that you think that we should look to improve in in free agency and the draft? Con, you know, combined outside of the quarterback and offensive line. Correct. Um. Uh, I'll say this. Mine? No, no, I'll say this because okay. your, your question kind of pigeonholed me there a little bit. Um, t- so to answer your question, the, the, the position that needs to be addressed through free agency in the draft needs to be the linebacker position. I think we're good on the safeties. I think between Cam Curl, if they bring back Bobby McCain, you got Derek Forrest, and then you got Percy Butler. I think I think the youth there is, is good. It's the linebacker. Cole Holcomb is a free agent. Do you bring him back? I don't know. You, we need another. We need another level jump from Jamin Davis, right? He went from year one and year two. We see the production there. But I was listening to something the other day, and the question is, we're still questioning where do we put the guy? Because keep in right. mind, year one he played on the outside. Cole was the middle linebacker. When Cole gets hurt, they move Jamin inside to the middle linebacker. He wore the green dot, so he was calling the defense. But they're asking now, so do you leave him in the middle or do you put him back on the outside? Like, like this is year three, and we're still questioning whether or not Jamie should be a, a, a strong or weak side linebacker versus our middle linebacker. Because remember, year one, they made him middle linebacker, and he didn't right. play well. So the question is, do you leave him as a middle and go sign some other guys, or do you move him outside and go sign your pure middle linebacker? But either way, they need to upgrade because Khalid Huston played well in the last game of the season, but is he the next guy? I don't know. David Mayo and John Bostic, you got to cut bait on those guys, man. Yeah. So, so so, the depth at the linebacker position is still not there. There's, we still don't have that key stud guy. So to, so to answer your question about the draft and free agency, it's got to be linebacker. But where I also think that we need to get the production outside linebacker is the tight end. I don't know that you're drafting. Are you, are guy. you, read, are you reading my notes here? Are you reading my notes, Reggie? Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> hey, man, it's just call me Reggie Donalds, man. I tell you. So, so again, I don't know that you draft a guy. There's certainly not a lot of studs, tight ends in the free agency, but 
in the preseason and in training camp, all we heard was about even Doc Walker talking about, man, I take all four or five of these guys, right? You got Amani Rogers, you got Cole Turner, you got Logan Thomas, and you got John Bates, right? And supposedly between the four of them, man, we could run two tight end sets. We got no production out of the tight end spot. Well, you run so, two tight end sets if you're running, right? From, from a blocking perspective, these guys are good, but they didn't, from, from what we saw last year, they this didn't season. hurt. They, yeah, this past season, they didn't hurt defenses. Uh, you know, Logan Thomas came back and it was like, what happened to Logan Thomas? Um, the, 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 the year before, he was a weapon. And we didn't have, a, our linebackers were not weapons this past season. A tight um, end, you mean? What I say, linebacker. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our linebackers weren't weapons either. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, our, our tight ends were not were not weapons this year. And we and we thought, you know, the, the year or two before, uh, Logan Thomas was was a stud out there. You know, he was he wasn't the, um, the the tier one tight ends when you start mentioning the two or three uh, tight ends in the NFL. But he he was that next tier, and. You know, he had the injury, and I don't know if it was injury related or or the play calling or just his play, uh, but it was a big drop off at, at linebacker. This I'm, I said it again, it's a big <laughs> drop off at tight end again this year. Um, and so yeah. I would I would definitely, I, I you know, knucklehead Ken uh, GM would definitely be looking at at least evaluating why our tight end production was was dropped off so much this past year yeah logan thomas went from having 70 something catches the season before to i think he had less than 40 catches this season so there's a huge drop off but again i don't know if that was just too many balls to go around but i'm not saying again that they need to draft or even free agency it's just that we need to get some production right. because again john bates should have been improved amani rogers i know is a project but he's supposed to be a a, a good pass catching tight end Cole Turner, we heard all the good things about him in training camp, and then the season comes, we, nothing. And then, of course, we have the regression, uh, what appears to be the regression of uh, uh, Logan Thomas. But we got to get some production there. But in terms of linebacker, man, you got to go free agency in the draft. We, we got to get something else out of the linebacker position uh, to go because it looks like the safety position is good. The de defensive line, I think, is solid. I guess you could probably improve a little bit on the on the corners, you know, get a little bit more depth there. But I think I would put linebacker and tight end in front of I would in front of or higher on the list than I would the corner. Yeah. And that's not to mean you neglect the corner spot. That's not what I'm saying. Right, right. Um, yeah, I would have the the, the cornerback sitting there also of, of and I would look for the cornerback more so through the draft of getting some some young uh cornerback in there Agreed. uh but whether it's through free agency or undrafted signing is we've got to do better and more consistency at kicker um you know we're not spending the first second third round on a kicker but uh joey sly uh oh we need to do better you're moving on from sly we need to do better than uh, the inconsistent Joey Sly. Missing how many how many extra points did he miss this past I, year? I don't know, but you sound like you're ready to move on from old Joey Sly, man. I I, I am bringing in two or three people to compete with him. Uh, it won't be just one person. I, I don't think Ron brought in a single person this past year. Literally, I don't think he brought in a single person to compete with Joey Sly. I bring in at least minimum two, if not three, people into training camp. And there's a lot of hungry, young college kickers coming out that would love mm. to be invited to to, wow. to to Washington. Okay, man, Joey. Because for one, they're they're going to stand a chance, right? They there, there's some kickers out there that you know that hey, I'm going out there, but I'm not going to beat that guy. He's he's already got a got a lock uh, in there. I'm just a, I'm just a foot. Um, but man, Joey but beat Joey beat Philly. Looking, there's some people looking, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, that, that get one game here or there, but I need I need more consistency from my kicker. Man, Joey, Joey helped you beat Philly, and you're ready to get move on from him, huh? All right. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Joey. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a souvenir 
uh, mug on the way out. It'd be uh, a, a Washington State uh, Commanders mug. <laughs> oh man! God, for, for the okay. for those that uh, remember that. All right, man. All right, I'm I'm not mad at bringing in some competition for Joey Slot, man. He 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 looked a little shaky down the stretch there for us, and was missing some kicks that early in the season with gimmies and with a guy who was supposed to have a strong leg and uh because joey looks like a bodybuilder um but yeah. the way you know he was supposed to be that guy man with the strong leg and and a little bit better accuracy than what he showed down the stretch so, so. yeah hey if, if he can if they bring in two or three guys that they give him a, a run for the money and he steps up his game and he can produce i'm all for it but i need you to be better yeah that was a, it was a i feel you definitely some uh one of the areas that we struggled last year. Um, what was yeah. it? Consistency of kicker. So uh, anyway, that, that was kind of one that okay. uh, is out there as well. All right, Joey, um, do better. You got to do better, yeah. Joey. Ken's ready to move on from you. Make, <laughs> no, I'm make ready to bring in competition. I didn't make, say cut. Make him change his mind. Yeah, make maybe change his mind, mind, Joey. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but but that's kind of what we you know what I had uh, to to talk about today. This is kind of like uh, version 1.0 of looking into the, the 2023 season. Um, and yeah, we got, there's one more game in the NFL, right? Right. That's uh, in, like I said, about 10 days. So that means, you know, in 11 days is the beginning of the 2023 season. And, uh, you know, I guess technically for Washington, as soon as you lose that last game, we, we start the season, we start uh, the, the 2023 season early. Uh, oh, yeah. earlier we've been, than, in, than we've been in the off season. Yeah, yeah, we've been in the but, uh, but but NFL wide, uh, yeah. it, it it starts the day after the Super Bowl, so officially, so officially. But uh, that's all I got. You got anything else for for the folks there, Reg? No, man, that's all I got as well. And uh, you know, it's just one of those things, man. We we we'll, we will continue to give our feedback on this as things change, as things evolve. Once we hire an official offensive coordinator. And then we'll get into some free agency talk and then of course the draft talk. And so as some of these some of these things happen, it will ch obviously change some of our needs. So uh we'll be back. We're not going nowhere. So uh stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And until next time, y'all, peace out. Peace out, knuckleheads. Follow us. Make a TikTok about us. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> Later, knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs>